This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for a sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. On this week's Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, Steven and I talk about some interesting news coming out of Konami, what games we've been playing recently, news coming out of the Xbox Showcase, and more. Alright, welcome back everybody to yet another episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. Hello. Hello everyone. I'm of course the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and as always right across from me here, the Rogue, Stephen Grudy. What's going on man? How's it going man? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. We've got some exciting stuff to talk about today. Yeah man, I'm excited. I'm really excited because obviously with last week we spoke with Omega Luke. Shout out to Omega Luke for coming on the show, guest hosting. And uh, blowing my mind as far as uh, football manager's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely lots of good stuff there. Um, but yeah, uh, in that time, we've actually gotten more news on the, on Xbox. Oops, excuse me. Mm. <clears throat> got this, uh, this carbonated water. It's kind of uh, got me right in the yeah, chest. It's like aggressively carbonated. Oh, yeah. It's mm, tasty. <laughs> Grapefruit flavored. Ooh. 
Mm, indeed. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of news to dig into here, Stephen. So oh, yeah. why don't you kick us off here, sir? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so just starting off with some news here. Uh, we just got word that Konami is making a new line of gaming PCs. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I don't really know how it's pronounced. It's it's Ara Spear, Ara Spear, something like that. Interesting. Um. So for all intents and purposes, they seem like good systems. Uh. Honestly, uh, a nice mid to high grade uh, gaming PC. It's just weird to to see it coming from Konami and not mm. from you know the the regular guys like Alienware, yeah. I buy power, you know, like those kind of people. Um, like I know Konami's been moving away from video games for a very long time, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Hideo Kojima leaving and and starting his new studio studio with Sony. Um, but this is this is strange to me. Yeah, I mean Konami for me has been you know widely you know uh, lauded and credited as a game developer itself. Yeah, for the longest time. Well, really, so going even into, a po- like a pioneer uh, of mm-hmm. of gaming in a lot of ways. Yeah, so so dipping his toe into hardware as opposed to like actual like software and games and stuff like that, it is um it is different. Definitely different. Definitely different. I, I mean, I'm excited to see what what they look like, and I mean, we know what they look like, but but how they function, and and like, is this is this Konami going forward? Like, like, are they a hardware company now? It's it's just kind of weird. Have they talked about any like specs, like any anything in development? Yeah, I right can now? I can pull some up because uh, they they've done a, a full um like announcement of this already, so it it's not like a rumor or anything. Like this is a this is a real thing. Uh, let's see if I can find some uh, specs here. Konami Aerosphere. Yeah. Let's see. Konami Aerosphere. Okay. So yeah. Um, let me see here. Okay. Yet. Cool. So it's got a. Uh, looks like their uh, base model, the C300, has a uh, Intel Core i5, eight gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, uh, five hundred twelve gigabytes of M.2 SSD. That's nice. Uh, with a Interesting card, uh, GTX sixteen fifty in it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and, and looks like that one, the uh, the C three hundred will come out to one thousand seven hundred sixty dollars. That's Ooh. a very very pricey computer. Yeah, that seems um, like yeah. If you if you would have to be very very serious about your gaming, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the specs on it. I think it's a cool, sharp-looking design there. I do like the yes, design. I will say, uh, I like the case that they went with. It's it's quite um yeah quite pricey. Mm-hmm. I, I would say. Yeah, if you jump up to the uh, the premier model, the C seven hundred, you get a water cooled uh, Intel Core i seven ninety seven hundred, uh, sixteen gigs of DDR four RAM, uh, still sticking with the five hundred twelve gig M dot two. And a NVIDIA RTX 2070 Super, uh, which is an insanely good card. A really, really good card. Mm. However, that whole thing will run you just over $3,200. Wow. Yeah, that's that's intense. That sounds pretty intense, man. I mean, is it... Um... I mean, do you think it's 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 a it's a such a big step so soon? Because uh, again, it's it, it seems as though this is their first venture really into this market. It's very yeah. very bold to come out with these grand designs and these high prices here. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, honestly, I, I would expect Konami if they were to to venture into the PC stuff, kind of do like 
you know, maybe some budget systems first. I mean, they do mm-hmm. have a slightly budget system with the C300. Or, but, or I mean, at least one, one more inexpensive model. Yeah. Right? Like or, or even like one SKU. Yeah. Like, you know, they, like, they're... Like one intro model and then expand from there. Right. Like, they're, they're releasing three separate SKUs with three separate, uh, you know, specifications, which... I don't know. This is interesting. Um, I'm curious to see, like I said, if this is if this is Konami going forward. Like, do do we need to know them as a hardware manufacturer now, or uh, or is this kind of just them dipping their toe in it? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I would say this is a very serious move to take. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I I would say um, they would definitely want to make themselves known here in this in this realm, this new mm-hmm. uh, this new place that they're going to here as a company um, yeah but it, i mean i i would say it'd be foolish to shy away from being uh, you know a game developer at the same time i mean i agree for sure uh, at the same time they don't have kojima there anymore and he was like really their bread and butter for for the very long time um so so i can understand if they're maybe not like too confident in going into that realm again w- without mm-hmm. their golden boy with kojima um, but I don't know. Konami is also known for, uh, making these, uh, these basically like arcade games, uh, that are very popular in Asia. I forget what they're called, uh, but, but it's almost like a pinball, uh, type game. Mm. And, uh, Konami is one of the biggest, uh, manufacturers of those type of games. So hardware isn't necessarily like, like this isn't their first step into hardware, but it's definitely their first step into gaming, like, like modern gaming hardware. So uh, mm. we'll just have to wait and see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got a source here uh, per the nerdstash.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aerospear PC models are still available on pre-order mm. uh, with plans of delivery time at the end of the year. There is no information yet that uh, is, as to it being made available globally. Uh, as right. of yet, uh, Konami is a video game developer and publisher known for Contra, Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, it also mentions here at the end of the article that they are extending to esports and are building an esports studio in uh, Tokyo headquarters. So maybe that lends to this idea of you know having a sports, an esports team, esports development, and then they want to have their using their own hardware, sports hardware yeah. exactly right. to go along with said um you know ventures yeah I, I mean i hear you for sure uh but i mean like think of it this way like you're you're familiar with overwatch league the 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 esports for overwatch like that would be like blizzard making their own computer so that they can run mm. blizzard uh you know desktops on overwatch league it's like it's it's cool for yeah. sure i mean but it, like is it needed it's a logical step i would say in, in some aspects but i would say like uh, again um, and, and maybe we're looking at this backwards. Maybe the best people to maybe make and develop these kinds of hardware are the people that really put take the time and effort to know what exactly they're putting into a particular game or particular model. Sure. And then, then they know the specifications. Yes, it's a high-end PC for the high-end user who has a, a hardcore usage of this product. This is not... Obviously not for your grandmother who's using it to check emails and Facebook. Right, right. You know, no. This is uh, it's definitely they know their target audience with this for sure, one hundred percent. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, you know where it goes for Konami there. Uh, but in our next piece of news, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is mm. doing 
very, very well. I'm very thrilled yes, with this news. It's doing very, very well. Uh, it, apparently, they put out some some stats on uh, the PlayStation blog, just talking about like just different like things, uh, like mm. the numbers of times people have done things in Ghost of Tsushima. So interesting. Th- there's like over 16 million standoffs that have happened. Mm. Uh, the foxes in Ghost of Tsushima have been pet over 10 million times. Yes, those foxes. Yes, pretty they're, brilliant. They're very cute. They're very, very cute foxes, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that being said, though, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is now actually Sony's most successful new IP launch of all time. Wow. All time, yeah. That's uh, pretty crazy. The, they sold 2.4 million units in the first three days. Wow. Yeah, which, okay. from, from a brand new, I mean, people know Sucker Punch already, uh, mm-hmm. but, but a brand new IP hasn't been proven no one really has that like allegiance to it yet necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to to sell two point four million units in three days on, on a brand new IP, uh, shouts out to you, Sucker Punch. Right, shouts out to you. Uh, it beat the previous uh, record holder, which was Horizon Zero Dawn, at I believe two point one million units. Um, wow. So yeah, lo- lots of good things going on in, in Sony's camp right now. Yeah, and and well earned there because that's a, a masterfully built game, and and I've really enjoyed my time in it. I'm I'm sure we're get, we'll get a chance to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, later because we've got a we've got a um, you know what are you playing corner segment of the uh, the show. So uh, yeah, I mean I'm happy for it. Uh, it's Ghost of Tsushima, very very good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, from everything I've heard, I mean uh, from you know talking with you and then my, my roommate's been playing it for about. About a week and a half at this point, and he's doing everything in the game. He's he's doing all the the main quests, the side quests. All, all there's like a bunch of uh, question marks on the map that you can mm-hmm. go explore and, and and find things there. And it just seems like a really really cool game. And uh, they, they're doing a lot of uh, different things with it. But like you said, we'll we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, next little piece of news. Uh, it's just a real quick one. Uh, we talked earlier about uh dr disrespect uh being banned yes. from twitch yeah, a couple uh, couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago we had a had a conversation about that uh apparently mm-hmm. dr disrespect is planning on possibly suing twitch over mm. the banning uh he he says that uh, even from from the initial point of the ban all the way up till now he's never been given a concrete reason on why he was banned, hmm. uh, and, and they've been very vague uh, about uh, any reasoning or, or causation for his ban. Um, so he he did say even if the ban uh, gets uh, you know taken away, he's not going back to Twitch. So hmm. at, at the end of the day, Doctor Disrespect is off of Twitch. Uh, you know whether he does sue them, whether he doesn't, whether they reinstate the ban or you know take away the ban or not. Um, but yeah, just just a quick piece of news. Uh, I, I mean, I hope hope Doctor Disrespects. I mean, at the very least, at least given a reason, right? Know? I mean, and I think that's probably the the most reasonable thing here. I mean, I know that he's a fairly controversial figure in some circles uh, of the gaming community, uh, but at the same time, I mean, if if it was you or anybody else in that same pair of shoes, you know, I mean, I'm sure you'd like and appreciate a reasons for your your potential banning. Uh, I mean, yeah, for, I, for I life, would think so. You know, I mean, um, and that's not to say like Doctor Disrespect can't go and like, um, you know, partner with YouTube right. and 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 do game stuff there. I'm sure he's got a million different places that he could actually do stuff or even start his own venture. I mean, really, um, yeah, uh, it's certainly not in the cards. I just, I mean, it, it's not exactly this, but it kind of plays into like due process almost. And, and I, right. under, I understand 
that Twitch is like a it's it's a private company. Uh, you know, they're they're they don't have like a bill of rights or yeah, whatever. They, but they, like they this don't is, have to, you know. Right, but at the same time, like it, at least tell them why. You're you're able to control who goes on your platform and who's banned from your platform and everything. And and I'm not going to say that you can't do that, but at the same time, like at least give this man a reason, you know. So. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then one last uh, little bit of news here. Uh, this mm. one's actually really exciting for me personally. Okay. Uh, the Last of Us HBO show will expand on the series instead of undue source material, uh, mm. says show writer Craig Mazin, who is uh, the lead writer for the show Chernobyl. Yeah, that was actually a really good series. Anybody mm-hmm. out there who hasn't seen Chernobyl yet, I highly recommend it. It's a very, very good show. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Craig Mazin in the full quote says, I think fans of, of something worry that when the property gets licensed to someone else, those people don't really understand it or are going to change it. Mm. In this case, I'm doing the series with the guy who created the game. And so the changes that we're making are designed to fill things out and expand, not undo, but rather to enhance the source material. Yep. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Which makes me super, super excited. I mean, normally you take a look at almost any like video game adaptation from from a movie or 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 TV show, and it's really just they all kind of fail to to capture the essence of the game in a lot of ways. But with this one, uh, the the head guy in this show, uh, you know, co writer with with Craig Mazin and, and executive producer of the show is Neil Druckmann, the creator. Of the Last of Us and, and the the director of Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I, I'm still holding reservations a little bit just because I've been burned in the past. But I, I feel like this project has the most potential uh, to be a successful video game adaptation. Um, mm. what, what, what do you think? Well, I, I would be interested to know how far in depth are they going? Are they covering the Last of Us? And The Last of Us 2, is that the idea? And then expanding upon those bases as well? Are they maybe providing answers that maybe answers to questions that maybe went unaddressed in the games? Um, I mean, those would be things that I would look for, ideally. Um, but yeah, I think that The Last of Us 2, and, well, and The Last of Us, um, the, the writing for those were very well done, and they had characters that you know, kind of pop out and, and, and are unique upon themselves. I think that casting such a, uh, I guess, such a show may may find some difficulties. Yeah. Uh, because of how difficult, and not difficult, but how unique those characters are. For um, sure. I, I mean, I almost feel like, and I don't know if they could necessarily get away with this, but um, I almost feel like, at least if they're going to, because I don't know what characters are going to be in the show. I don't know if the show takes place before the first one, after the second one, in between the two of them. Like, it, is it even going to have Joel and Ellie and, mm. and and Tommy and Dina and all these characters, or is it going to be well, like its own separate thing? Well, let me let me put it to you this way, and maybe I don't know if there's anybody else who might share this opinion. But if they don't include Joel and Ellie, then what it's going to come off as is a second-rate The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's going to come off as oh, this is just another another version of this, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe second rate's a bit harsh, but, it, but I, I hear mean, what you're saying. But, but that's going to be the perception of the general, uh, you know, uh, audience member, the the mm-hmm. person, the casual HBO viewer who doesn't know video games is going to look at this and be like, oh, it's just like the the Walking Dead, whatever, mm-hmm. fine. 
you know, so I, I think you do need to have those characters and build upon, you know, that, that name value and that branding that uh, The Last of Us has built um, because, I, because that's very important. Yeah, I mean, the game is the characters. You, you know, like, obviously there there is gameplay. There, It's a very stealth-heavy game. It's very intense, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. but really, the main takeaway from the game is the character. So I, I do hear your point. I mean, if they don't... If they don't capitalize on the the characters that they've created already, I feel like it mm. might be a little difficult to create new characters mm. uh, in this environment that that is set in the game for sure, but it's not in the game. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Um, so I, I'm curious to hear more about it. Uh, I, I'd like to see casting and, and uh, maybe a, a a very vague um, like plot rundown uh, of mm. like what it's even talking about. When it mm-hmm. takes place, things like that. We don't have really any info right now, um, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for more. Is there anybody in your mind who you would put into cast for for the for the roles of Joel and Ellie? Oh man! Uh, so for me with Ellie, there's there's no one else that could be than Ashley Johnson, the the person that plays Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, she she just she gets the the emotion correct, and, and because she is Ellie, like like for all intents and purposes, she is Ellie. Um, so, so at least for Ellie, uh, I, I would like Ashley Johnson to play her. The only thing with that is that Ashley Johnson is much older than Ellie is, uh, at mm-hmm. least in the games themselves. So I don't know if like they'll do, a, you know, if it's if it takes place after the game and Ellie's much older, that could work. Um, but other than that, I really can't think of anyone that would that would do Ellie justice the way that Ashley Johnson would. Hmm. Um, and, and really, that being said, that that's, I kind of feel the same way with uh, with Joel and, and uh, his actor Troy Baker. I, I mean, those are really they. Troy Baker is Joel, and Ashley Johnson is Ellie. Um, so it, it's going to be difficult to to find a, a cast uh, for those two characters that that really can do it justice. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know that. Honestly, that's my biggest worry well, with the show is the casting. And I think that um, I think while you do raise some good points for sure, and I don't necessarily disagree, I, I think that um, part of the conflict that you may end up having here is that uh, the resemblances of Troy Baker to you know uh, to, to I guess the character that he plays, mm-hmm. um, it, it they, they don't really look a lot like Troy and Joel. They don't. Um, nor, nor does does Ellie um, um, uh, with with the actor who plays her who mm-hmm. does the voiceovers that way. I mean, I think that's the, maybe part of the beauty of doing voice acting, right? Is that right. it's your voice. It's not necessarily. But uh, that that's the thing too. Like with with the Last of Us too. It's it's not just voice acting. Like they do full mocap. Like they yeah. they they act out the entire scene. You know, so right. like. Uh, it, it's not just oh, let me insert my voice into this character. It's let me as a person act out this character. You know what I mean? So right. I, it, it's a little bit more. Um, like I, I mm. consider Ashley Johnson way more in line with with Ellie as a character than say Nolan North as uh, as Nathan Drake in, in Uncharted. You know, because that that is just a voice voiceover. So yeah. <sighs> I, don't I mean know. That, that that's fair. I mean the only point that I have, and I have nothing against uh, uh, Troy Baker, perhaps, but 
you look at Joel, he's a very stout man. He's very tall. He's very thick. Troy Baker's a very, very, very lanky well, guy. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, like you said, Troy Baker, he, he's a little bit uh, on the thinner side, very lanky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, that you do want to match up somebody who matches. You do want to cast somebody who, I guess, matches that physicality mm-hmm. of that person. Not just, you know, hey, this person was captured in, in motion. That could be done with multiple different people. Right. But... Also, um, you know, you want to find somebody that actually looks like the characters mm-hmm. too, for sure. So that might be a little bit difficult. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting them. Honestly, uh, like I said, I, I am semi worried about the casting. It's probably my my biggest reservation mm-hmm. about the show. But at the same time, man, it, it's I'm putting my faith in Neil Druckmann mm-hmm. and. and I don't know. I feel like he he made a masterpiece like The Last of Us. He made a masterpiece like The Last of Us Two. Ah, maybe I should just maybe I should just trust him. Let him do his thing. Judge it when it's out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not saying like oh well we got to go and get like Emma Watson right. and <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Right. Like I think that that you don't necessarily have to bring out all of the Hollywood A listers to, mm-hmm. to do this, but um, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's an interesting move. Um, I like what they're doing here with the show, and um, yeah, I, I think it's going to take some interesting twists and turns here. I'd like to see where they're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, from there, uh, we're just going to talk about some some quick releases uh, coming out in August of this month. Yeah. August of this month. August of this month. This month of August. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. Madden NFL 21 coming out on the 28th of this month. Uh, all you uh, Madden fans out there will be happy about that. Wasteland 3 also coming out on the 28th of this month. Uh, nice open world RPG there. Uh, and then we, we talked about this game uh Maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, UFC four. Yeah, um, yeah, that one's coming out on the fourteenth of this month. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I might have to pick that one up actually because uh, I I liked parts of three, mm-hmm. uh, but then really didn't like parts of three also. But they they've said that they're revamping a lot of the gameplay of it. So I I kind of want to I'm gonna wait. Mm. See some gameplay, mm-hmm. see what it looks like, mm-hmm. and, and see if they fix some of the things I didn't like, and then maybe jump in there. Okay, well, if you do, you know, I'll, I'll be down. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. definitely a big UFC fan. I'll, I'll, I'll go and play. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And then uh, last game rounding out our August game releases. Uh, again, this this is only a few games. Uh, there's so many games coming out in August. We're 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 getting to the point in the year where things just are coming out all mm. the time, mm-hmm. all the time. So, uh last one on the list is Project Cars 3. I did have a TBA on here, but apparently they've uh, announced uh 28th as well. Mm. So we actually have three games out of the four here coming out on the 28th. So Wow, that's that's my birthday. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, uh, well, happy I, birthday to you, man. Well, I know, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um uh, no, the um I think Madden 21 will be interesting. There's been a lot of controversy as far as like ratings and things like that go. So as there is every year, I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, Look, they're gonna make a bunch of money off of it. Oh, the, that's yeah, just how it they're goes. gonna make a ton of money. Yeah, bunch like, of people are gonna buy it. Yeah, I mean, especially right now in the middle of COVID, 
yeah, p- people who are not regular buyers of Madden may even tune into it uh, and and uh, and check it out just for the sheer gameplay factor. Maybe they've beaten something else, and they're like, all right, I'm just going to play Madden now. Yeah, well, Madden's one of those good games, and you could probably speak to this on FIFA, too, where yep. uh, it, it's just you can jump in, jump out. There, there's not a lot of, you know, like the, the Last of Us is like so intense, and like if you jump out of it, it kind of loses the, the mm-hmm. mystique of it. But, but with Madden and a lot of sports games, you know, you can jump in, jump out, uh, which is really nice, especially in this uh, this. Uh, this pandemic, this quarantine that we're in right now, being able to jump in, jump out is nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to get a lot of attention, a lot of eyes, as Madden does every year. Right. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll see a lot of maybe Madden tournaments. I know, oh, yeah. I know ESPN has done a good job in recent times of doing, like, um, e-game tournaments and e-game playoffs especially revolving around like 2k mm-hmm. um for basketball and, which is and awesome kinds of things yeah it's, it's really nice it's a really nice touch mm-hmm. and so I, I would expect to see something very similar i know that they they typically have like the madden bowl where they've got a massive tournament of, of, of players who uh always venture down to florida or wherever it is right you know to, to play in, in the massive madden tournaments maybe they'll do something more on air through espn and maybe Maybe do something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, let's see here. So that kind of rounds up our news uh, for this episode. A lot of a lot of really cool stuff coming out uh, for uh, gaming in August, and then you know some kind of weird news. But uh, from there, uh, just kind of want to move over to uh, you know a pretty open discussion about just like what we're playing right now. Yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, right now, I am playing uh, Destroy All Humans. Uh, made by THQ Nordic. It's a remake of mm-hmm. uh, a older game on uh, PS2 called yeah. Destroy All Humans. Uh, yeah. It's really good. I remember. What are you playing right now? Uh, well, I, I'm currently in the middle of a few things. I'm, I'm, I've I've played FIFA a lot. I'm always looking for different things to do in career mode in FIFA. Like, I'll, I'll take a team and I'll try and, like, I don't know, um, kind of like what um, what Omega Luke was talking about last week. I, I kind of try and find like low cost or budget players or players that will get high potential, and I'll put them in on a team that might be um, undervalued, and I'll try and uh, win something nice and shiny with it. Right, right on. Yeah. Uh, so, and then and then try and see if I can advance to the next place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was kind of testing that out with like a, a team called Leicester City, who um, they're popular for. Um, they won the Premier League a few years back when the odds for them to win it were 5,000 to 1. Uh, wow. Yeah, so um, since then they've definitely had some good successes, but um, I, I'm nothing close to the winning their, the Premier League championship like they did um, a few years back. Uh, so I tried to, you know, kind of cobble t- together a team uh, that, that I thought would, would work well. Um, I had some mixed success with it, not nothing too crazy. Um, I was able to reach the FA Cup finals and win the FA Cup against Arsenal, which was a nice little feather in my cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal, ironically, uh, actually just won the FA Cup today oh, uh, as well, of the time of this recording. So, yeah, there you go. Um <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, so I am still playing Ghost of Tsushima, mm. and um, I'm really taking my sweet time with it. Um, I, th- I think it's a type of game that you would want to do that with, right? Like, um, I'm still in the very beginning stages of Ghost of Tsushima, right? Where I've I've just kind of gotten out of things. I'm going on my own missions. You know, I'm I'm helping people out. And uh, it it is really nice, and it's a it's some of it does seem a little bit repetitive 
mm. from time to time. But again, I, I think there's so many other things that you can do if you start venturing out on your own and kind of, I guess, getting out of the way of the the main story, the main quests. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just trying to stick to the story right now, just for all intents and purposes here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I have really enjoyed it. I'm just trying to savor it because uh, the last time I got so attached to a game was Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And I ended up beating that game faster than I thought I would. Right. And then it kind of it it kind of burned me a little bit, right? If that makes sense. Because like, you, you, you finish the game and you're like, okay, well, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, then what am I going to do now? Right, so, um, so I'm trying to like savor the moment here with Ghost of Tsushima as most as I can. Yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, I think it's a game that that you would want to do that with. It's a very unique game. A lot of mm. weird, like, unique mechanics that that I haven't seen in other games before. Like there, there's this flute where where you can mm. like change the weather. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know the different weather will will uh, you know do different things in combat, and then even the weather like follows your play style of combat and things like that. So if you're like being more aggressive, it'll like cause a storm or mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, and like that's just cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Like it's just really really cool to yeah. me. Uh, I, I'm excited to get my hands on it, but but I haven't been able to yet. Uh, a lot of things have been coming out, and mm. you know, kind of getting lost in the weeds there. Yeah. Like like I said, we're at, we're in the point of the year where <laughs> things are just coming out all the time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean you get you got to get your paws wet on that one. That's a for sure good game to go ahead and and pick up on. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, uh, while you've been playing uh, FIFA and Ghost of Tsushima, I've been playing Destroy All Humans. Yeah. Uh, it's a really Really fun game. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys have played the original, but uh, that one came out in like 2007 or, mm-hmm. or 2008, maybe a little bit later. So, so t- tell us a little bit about that, because for for those who maybe weren't around at that time playing that game, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it's, a, it's a very fun story. Yeah, it, it's a really fun game. It, it's uh, basically a cult classic, uh, but you're, you play as this uh, alien <laughs> yeah. named uh, Cryptosporidium 137. You're the 137th clone of, of Cryptosporidium. Uh, and, and you're basically tasked with taking over the Earth. Uh, apparently, you know, several hundred years ago, uh, the Furons, which is the, the race of alien that you are, uh, had made a pit stop at Earth and, and uh, had procreated with, with some humans. And, and apparently now, in present day, uh, humans ha- have a very, very microscopic uh, amount of furon DNA in them, and mm-hmm. the furons want to take over uh, the Earth and take the brain stems of the humans so that they can oh. repair their furon DNA so that they can continue to clone themselves into immortality. Uh, so it's a very, like, that part of it is very involved, uh, mm-hmm. but then it, it's really just like a, a very bird's eye view story. It, it's not very complex or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really you, you go in there, you read some people's minds, you you do some anal probes, you blow <laughs> up some buildings, you you throw a cow at somebody. Yeah. Like it, it's just really wacky fun. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a third person action game, uh, so you have like all kinds of different weapons. Um, you have telekinesis powers. You can rip people's brain stems out, and then mm-hmm. you got uh, you have the saucer also, which has uh, like death rays and like zapomatics and uh, things like that. And uh, I don't know, man. It, 
it's just a really fun game. They they yeah. kept it almost exactly the same as the first one, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the voice lines are exactly the same. All the missions are exactly the same and everything. It literally is the same game. It just looks better and runs better in every way. So Good. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, man. I'm having a lot of fun. It was only $40. Shout out to THQ Nordic for releasing it for $40. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I- I'm getting pretty close to the end. Uh, it's it's not a very long game. I'd probably say, like, if you do just the story missions, you could finish it in, like, eight hours, probably. Uh, oh, wow. It's not a very long game at all. That being said, though, I, I mean, you have to do, like, uh, challenges to, like, unlock DNA to unlock upgrades uh, to to make some of those missions possible. Get the cow uh, gun. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you tried to just speed run through the whole game, uh, that'd be very, very difficult. Like, as base crypto with, like, no upgrades, trying to do, like, some of the final missions would be absolutely impossible. But <laughs> um, you fight a 100-foot a, a uh, mechanical Abraham Lincoln, uh, spoiler alert on a 15 year old game uh but no man i'm having a lot of fun it's it's been really good and uh i'm i'm curious to see if thq nordic continues doing these like these these big remakes of games because mm. i thoroughly enjoy that like I, I i have a hard time going back to old games mm, okay but but i want to experience the gameplay and the story again so if you can kind of repackage an old story in an old game into a new modern format, I'm all about it. They did the same thing with, with Crash Bandicoot. They did the same thing with Spyro. And, uh, yeah, these remasters are just dope. Yeah. They're really great. Sounds dope, man. Highly recommend it. And $40, I mean. Yeah, you can't really beat that. You're not missing out on much, yeah. <laughs> well, you are missing out on much if you if you don't get it. If you don't buy it, exactly. Yeah, you are exactly. missing out if you don't get it. So. I just mean you're not you're not spending much money if you don't like it. But I, yeah, I mean it's just it, it's just wacky fun, you yeah. know. So I don't see you not liking it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'll say that. Fun times. Yeah. So uh, destroy all humans. FIFA. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. You know it's fun stuff. You know what's sitting in my in my queue right now that I still haven't touched? What's up? The Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to get I need to get on that. I've heard really good things. Well, yeah, I mean uh, The game looks incredible. Yeah. I mean it, it looks great. Uh, the play style mechanics are completely different now mm-hmm. than what they were back then. And I think I'm gonna enjoy not having to hear the same battle music over and over and over again every time I think yeah. that drives you crazy a little bit from what it, what the game used to be um but yeah i'm really ready for it and i hope that these expansions uh, to the game happen soon too for sure for sure yeah. and uh yeah so that's uh, some news some releases some what's we're playing uh what are we playing and uh now we're just going to pivot over to uh kind of our big topic for the day yeah. which is the xbox games showcase i'm excited so we missed this by a week sorry guys uh, but but we're talking about it now yes so uh, i'm just gonna run down a list of some games that that have been uh that were announced there and then we'll talk a little bit about them yeah so the new fable game got announced a new game made by Obsidian uh, called Avowed, hmm. uh, Halo Infinite, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, State of Decay 3, uh, Gears 5, uh, a new Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, um, hmm. uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and Gods and Monsters. That's interesting, Stephen. I've not heard of Gods and Monsters. Is that a new 
Yeah, so Gods and Monsters actually looks really, really cool. Uh, it's made by the people that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that game, uh, absolutely great, great game. Mm. Uh, but about the game here, it says, From the creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes a storybook adventure set on an island full of mythical monsters. Save the Greek gods by taking on tricky challenges, dangerous dungeons, and heroic trials. Um, it also just looks really cool. It has it has a really uh, really fun, like, painterly uh, kind of art style to it. Oh, okay. Which I really enjoy. Um, I haven't seen a lot of it. They've only released, uh, like, a cinematic trailer and... Uh, you know, just a little bit of gameplay, but uh, it looks really fun. It, it is, to my knowledge, also releasing on uh, PS4 as well, so it, it's not an Xbox exclusive necessarily, mm. uh, but they did have a showcase at, at the Xbox show. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, so that one looks really good. I, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a really, really great game, so I'm excited to see what they're doing with this one. Yeah, and I'm I'm also looking at uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you've been in that realm of the uh, the Tom Clancy games before, uh, I mean, they've they've got a long, long lineage in gaming. Oh, yeah. um, this one here is pretty interesting because it looks like you're. It takes place many, many years in the future. You're basically fighting a uh, a super alien race that uh, oh, wow. super alien parasites um, that. Um, yeah, are a, are a very much a real threat to human existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems interesting. I I think that might be the first time that Rainbow Six has ever ventured into like sci-fi, like alien stuff. Um, so it's it's I'm getting conflicting things here as I'm reading separate sources here. It's either talking about some kind of alien parasite or a technological parasite, one or the other. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, it's um, why not an alien technological parasite? It's pr- probably maybe a. You know, a little bit of column A, column A, column, column B, yeah. Column B. <laughs> um, no, but that that mm. one, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Rainbow Six fan. Uh, I played a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege uh, just with my roommates, but uh, those kind of like hyper-competitive tactical mm. shooter kind of games are really just not my cup of tea personally. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people love Rainbow Six Siege. So There are a lot of people who, who really do enjoy a good team-based shooting game. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I like some team-based shooting games. I got play Overwatch. Overwatch mm. is, is great. Um, I don't know. Rainbow Rainbow Six is like hyper realistic, and that's that's not me. This but is true. It is what it is. Well, let's talk about the heavy hitters here, Stephen. Yes. Uh, Halo yes. Infinite. Yes. Um, I, I, I've said it before uh, previously with you, and I and I'm going to repeat it here on the show. I, I think that Halo is probably going to be, if if anything, the big reason why I dip my toe back into Microsoft. Yeah. This go round. Not that I would not. Um, not that I'm not going to buy a PlayStation. Um, but, uh, but I mean, if there is any reason why I would go back and pick up another Microsoft console, it would be for Halo. Cause I really do enjoy that online experience for sure. And, and what's cool about Halo infinite. They just announced is the multiplayer is free. That is a very, very special bonus. Mm-hmm. And I, because, because I mean, that's where all the fun is, right? Like don't really? get me wrong. Story mode's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nice. It's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, multiplayer is where it's at. I mean, that's 100%. That's where it's at. I, I mean, Halo's story is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has a great story. 
definitely better than its like main competitor, Call of Duty. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Call of Duty's stories they haven't been good since Modern Warfare Two, really. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Black Ops Two, you know, Black Ops. yeah. I mean, yeah. Black Ops Two's story was nah. Black Ops One's story was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I liked that one. Uh, but it, similar to Call of Duty. The multiplayer, like you said, is where it's at, like a hundred percent. So it, it's cool that that three four three like knows where their bread and butter is, and, and they decided to make the multiplayer free, which is really cool. And, and I do think that that's going to get some people uh, who are maybe on the fence to to be like, okay, cool, I, I'm getting an Xbox. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the biggest hitter for me is the new Fable game. Yeah, have they have they given more indications as to what's going on with this? Not really. <laughs> oh, they're still keeping a secret. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty in the dark right now. Uh, it is made by Playground Games, the people that make uh, the Forza Horizon series. Oh, okay. Um, so kind of a interesting choice, I think, for, for a developer. Um, I... I don't know. Xbox doesn't own that many gaming studios. They do own a, a fair amount, uh, but not very many like versatile ones that are like, oh, hey, you can make a first-person shooter. Now go make a racing game. Now go make a card <laughs> game. Now go, you know. Um, but Forza Horizon, great series of games. So hmm. I, I'm curious to see what the what Fable looks like uh, under a new developer. I mean, it we're like a decade removed from from Lionhead Studios, uh, you know, creating Fable and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, ending it with, with Fable 3. So I'm, I'm curious to see, like, does this take place in the future, mm-hmm. in the past? Does it continue with, with the, the main story of, like, the lost hero and things like that? Or, or is this a completely new story? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, though. I definitely mm-hmm. am curious. So so it's been announced. There's no no gameplay, no no details, Not no that I've seen scripting. It, it, but it's been announced, so we know it's happening. Um, you know, but uh, I, I mean, I personally would like to see them just start anew. Give us a new story. Give us something something new and bold to sink our teeth into. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be that would be appropriate because I mean, it's been so long since you did another since you did the last Fable game. Mm-hmm. You need to to kind of appeal this to a new generation of gamers. Yeah, I, I mean, Fable Two is like one of my favorite games uh, of all time. Fable Two is the reason I bought an Xbox 360. Uh, I, I mean, it, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. That being said, uh, I'm very, I'm very cautiously optimistic uh, about what this this new game mm. is going to be. Like, I would, I would be cautiously optimistic even if Lionhead was making it, even if they were still a, a studio and they were making it. I would still be cautious because of how long it's been mm. and, and the, uh, you know, varying degrees of success that that Fable Three had. Um, but who knows? It's made by Playground. We'll see how it goes. And uh, next game here is Avowed, uh, made by Obsidian. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment, they're best known for um, Pillars of Eternity, um, Fallout New Vegas, uh, more recently The Outer Worlds, uh, which is a really, really great game if you guys haven't played that. Um, yeah. But, but uh, Avowed is supposed to be kind of like a Skyrim-esque uh, open-world RPG, very high fantasy, dragons, witches, uh, you know, things like that. It's a first-person uh, RPG, which is cool. I mean, Obsidian, that, that's normally the, the kind of stuff that Obsidian does. Um, mm-hmm. Like, The Outer Worlds was uh, was uh, first-person as well. Which, speaking of The Outer Worlds, just got a, uh, 
a new expansion announced, which is cool. So yeah, good for Obsidian. Nice. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I've seen some some gameplay and, and some trailers from this, and I'm not a huge Skyrim fan. Uh, I, I kind of get like I like the gameplay of Skyrim, but but I almost get into this like. Excuse me. No, you're good. I'm like blinded by choice with, with Skyrim, where where it's like it doesn't really give you a lot of direction on where the story needs to go or or where you need to go and the things you need to do, and so I kind of get I, I get stuck in a rut on Skyrim where it's like okay, I could go do this, or I could 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 do this, and it just keeps going on and on and on, and then I end up not doing any of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm worried that I'll do the same thing with this one, but I really liked The Outer Worlds, mm. so I'll probably give it a shot. Mm. Have you seen anything on this? Um, I, I've only seen the trailer for it, is, is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is definitely very Skyrim-esque, um, but this definitely falls in line with them trying to do something ambitious from an RPG's perspective and i think that's definitely needed uh, if you're looking at the lineup of games that they've that, that they're announcing here mm-hmm. uh, for the new xbox platform is it is an ambitious rpg hopefully it it's it stands up to that that legacy that skyrim holds that's uh those are big shoes to fill mm-hmm. um but um you know i mean hopefully they can they can make it work yeah i, I mean what's interesting about it is i feel like with the even the marketing of it and obviously obsidian's not saying this themselves but they're also not shying away from people saying that it is very Skyrim-esque um, and you know they're not drawing that parallel themselves but they're they're very keen on other people drawing that parallel so mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious if uh, you know they're they're doing that because this game on the surface looks a lot like Skyrim but is actually drastically different or they're trying to cash in on those people that that love Skyrim and they're like oh yeah this is kind of you know the same thing not the same thing but mm-hmm. you know a- along the same lines possible i mean there there are probably uh two other games that i would maybe put in that same category of uh, possible cash-ins here on this list. And this, mm. it's not that I dislike these games at all by any stretch of the imagination. They're quite the opposite. Mm. Um, but uh, I would say Gears uh, 6, or I'm sorry, Gears 5, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it seemed like Gears 4 came out and went. Yep. And then, you know, that was it. So they're doing Gears 5 now. Um, I mean, I'm just confused as to how much more story you can possibly tell with these kinds of uh events yeah I, I mean the thing with with gears is like i played the first one and, and i played like a few hours of it and just like really didn't care for it like mm-hmm. the the thing i've always heard with gears is like you either really hate it or, or really don't like it or, or really, really hate it or really love it <laughs> you really you know? hate it or you just don't like it right no <laughs> one loves it no uh you you either hate it or you love it mm-hmm. and, and there's really no in between and, and the whole like uh, cover system that they had in the first game was very revolutionary for the time, and I will give them that credit. Uh, that being said, in my opinion, Gears is just not a very fun game, for mm. me at least. Uh, I understand there's a lot of fans out there for it, and more power to you. I'm not going to say don't enjoy the thing that you like, um, but I just do not care for it at all. So, uh, I mean, Gears 5, cool. It's coming out for the people that, that want it. That's great. They get a new game. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if this is going to draw very many new people in 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, let's see here. So Gears 5, and then we talked about Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp is the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, which is uh, probably the greatest success story of a Xbox indie game of all time. That's uh, good. It, it's a very, very popular game. It's it's a really good game, too. It's a 2D, like, side-scrolling puzzle action game. Uh, but it has a really, really, really sweet art style to it. Uh, really great story as well. So finally getting a sequel to that. Nori and the Blind Forest came out, like, I feel like so long ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was on Xbox One, so it can't be more than seven years old. But it, it just it feels longer than that for some reason. Oh, for sure. Um, and then uh, uh, Watchdog... Uh, Watchdogs Legion yes. has kind of uh, piqued my interest here. Uh, one of the mechanics that that I seem to be uh, fairly interested in is that it's got a um, it, it's it's full RPG, right? Uh, or, or rather, third person perspective. I'm not yeah. RPG. What am I talking about here? Uh, full well, third person uh, RPG. Yeah, a yeah. little, little bit of both. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's an immersive world set in. Um, uh, London, a fictionalized version of London, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's multiplayer esque to where it's kind of like um it, it, and if I'm misunderstanding this or misinterpreting this, Stephen, please correct me. But yeah. you can play as multiple characters throughout the um, the duration of the story. Right. But if one one of these characters dies, it is a lost character. You cannot go back and uh, reprise that role of that that person. Yeah. Uh. You. Yeah. I mean you. You hit like slightly to the left of the nail, uh, but you were almost there. Uh, so it's mostly single player, uh, but basically you can recruit anyone in the world into your team and, and play as that character. Uh, but then you are correct if they do die, then they die, and there's there's nothing to be done there. Um, but it seems really cool to me, uh, just a really cool concept. I, I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of time that that it would take to put that much detail in, into everybody you know because mm-hmm. if you if you look at almost almost any game at this point you know the the main characters they have like they have you know beads hanging off of them and flags waving in the in the sun and their their hair is shining in the light and everything but then you look at an npc and they look like a cardboard cutout mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so to have every single npc in the world be playable and have the detail on the character model hmm. uh, to to actually be like a main character. That's insane. I think that's my, really insane. I feel like my character would just be like like a sweaty gas station owner mm. who just wears like a plain white t shirt. Yeah, some sweat stains. He he wears a he wears a baseball cap. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be mine. Just Is his very, name very, Ernie? Very plain. Yeah, he's he's got like a middle school education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that that would be that would be pretty much where i'd be at that's funny because like with watchdogs being like hacking and just have have a guy that just yeah, like just a regular joke i know i gotta press these buttons that's how it works <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing but i know i gotta press that <laughs> that's what they told me yeah no i mean i'm i'm excited for watchdogs legion man like uh the the first watchdogs was meh uh it, it was a really cool yeah. proof of concept but it wasn't a very great game, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Watch Dogs 2 took the ball and ran with it and, and made a, a absolutely awesome game that's very, very unique in a lot of ways. And, and it looks like they're they're trying to turn that uniqueness up to 11 with Watch Dogs Legion and, and kind of just do some stuff that, that no one's done before. So mm. I'm excited for that one. Let's, uh, let's round things out and talk about maybe some additional uh, features and announcements 
that uh, that Microsoft has made uh, for the uh, Xbox Series X yeah. uh, announcements. For sure. Uh, so one big announcement is, I mean, it's not necessarily an announcement from the showcase itself, uh, but it will be going forward, and I'll explain why, is the Xbox Games Pass, which mm. is a monthly subscription. Uh, basically, it's Netflix for games. Okay. Uh, so, so you can stream your games uh, and, and download them uh, from the the platform as opposed to um, you know buying them from the the Xbox Store or, or whatever it is. So, very very cool concept. Yeah, I, very cool. I, I like that model. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually think I know of a friend who has been piloting it uh, at work, and uh, he nice. he's he's definitely enjoyed it thus far. Um, I I think it's a very good. Um, like I think it's a very futuristic model. I think that would yes. be something that hopefully Sony would be keen to pick up on as well at some point. Because uh, don't get me wrong, I I do like the idea of being able to download games uh, and and be able to own them for sure. But I think that um, limitations with storage space means that oh well, I bought this game and if I if I even if I delete it, like I know I have it in the cloud, but I mean I'm just I'm deleting it off of my my dashboard, and I don't mm-hmm. have it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes you forget what games that you have. Whereas something like this is like a rental model, or or, or not a rental model, but like a subscription base, and mm-hmm. you can you can you know play it freely or download it, send it back. It, it doesn't really matter. You don't. It, it, maybe it's a little bit cold feeling, but at the same time, you, you feel like you're getting a better value out of it. For sure, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's like you said, it's a very futuristic model. Uh, a, a lot of people are saying that this is kind of this is gaming going forward is this this subscription based model similar to netflix and and, you know your your playstation 6 or or your Mm. xbox series z or or whatever the the next next gen consoles are Mm. is literally just going to be a streaming box that that is uh you know capable of streaming these these high quality games Mm -hmm. but it's not going to have a disc reader it's not going to have all these things it's going to be specifically just for streaming um which I mean, I'm not 100% opposed to, honestly. I, I mean, if mm. I can if I can buy a $300 PS6 and, and then pay, you know, 30 bucks a month and, and have access to all the games that will ever come out for that, uh yeah, I, I mean, sign me up. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds really awesome. I, I will say I hope that they have a proper pay model uh for for I I guess the uh the companies and the developers of these games that maybe games that uh, do get more downloads like it goes to Tsushima mm-hmm. get proper royalties based on um on said downloads I for think sure. that that would be uh, definitely something to be keen on um with that being said Stephen you brought up a $30 figure Had, did they did they actually give any kind of pricing model uh let me actually see. Uh, I didn't see one. Uh, I wasn't looking I mean, extremely I w- hard, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't yet revealed that. Um, uh, uh, Xbox.com does say start your first month for a dollar, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so we have the yeah Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is fourteen ninety nine a month. That's not bad. That is not bad at all. Also includes Xbox Live Gold uh, mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. which is cool. They also have a PC only option, which is five dollars a month. Oh. Which is, I mean, that's really cool that they're they're doing that many different tiers, and then like if you get the ultimate, you get the Xbox Live Gold, which is really cool too. Okay, that does lead me to my next point uh, that has come out uh, is that they will be discontinuing Xbox Live Gold, and, and what that means is that multiplayer gaming 
will be free once again. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to be the case. And and again, another another key thing that I hope uh, Sony is keen to follow on is to you know make it to where uh, it's free and expansive just to play with whoever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's I, interesting I, too because yeah. uh, PlayStation's multiplayer is it's it only costs money because that because Xbox was charging people for it mm-hmm. so sony was like oh yeah we can get away with that too let's do that for mm-hmm. ps4 um well, i i think gone are the days where people can rationalize paying money for playing against other people online mm-hmm. i i think that um i think that games like fortnite have proved that where it's a free game at its core it's a free game you can spend as much money as you want on it mm-hmm. but for the ability to play with other people uh with that game yeah i, I think that's um I think paying for a membership to just play against online against somebody is, um, I think, is a thing of the past now. Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% right. And, and I think a lot of that comes from just the uh, overall like expansion of like the internet and connectivity and, and things like that. You know, when when Xbox Live Gold first came out with the Xbox 360, playing online with 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 other people was, was such a new concept. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and to to do that with random people, you know, you just jump into a game and then there's matchmaking and it just it just puts you in a group with people and you can play the game like that. That was a very new concept. It was very exciting. Mm. And, and so you could justify and in a lot of ways would require uh, money, you know, to keep uh, you know server upkeep and, and maintenance on the system and things like that. A lot, some money is required, but right. uh, but back to my point, um, you know, back then it was exciting and you could justify spending that money because you're like, oh yeah, fifteen bucks a month to to play with you know Toby in Pennsylvania, whereas I live in Texas. Like that's that's a really cool opportunity. I'm gonna pay for that. But nowadays, you being connected to Toby in Pennsylvania, that's like an assumption. Right. You know, like you assume that you're going to be able to do that. You assume that you wouldn't have to spend more money on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're 100% right there. Um, uh, just a couple more things that came out of the series showcase. Uh, the Xbox Series X games will release on Xbox One, which is cool. Mm. Um, so, from a consumer standpoint, mm. that's amazing. Because that means me as John Doe doesn't have to go out and buy an Xbox Series X day one to play Halo Infinite. Mm. It's also coming out on the Xbox One that I already own, so I can just wait a little bit and, and get it there and, mm. and not have to sp- not have to spend the six hundred dollars on getting a Series X. And I would assume that the games would migrate directly from one to the next. I would assume, yeah. Uh, of course, on the Series X, you'll get a lot of graphical improvements, and mm. you know it'll run a lot better and things like that. But for all intents and purposes, it will be the same game. Okay. Now, they, it's kind of been wishy-washy, and they've been very vague on whether or not it will release on both consoles at once, or if it'll come out on Series X first, and then on Xbox One later. Um, they haven't really said that. Okay, and, and it might be on a on a case by case, game by game basis. Uh, we I, just we yeah. just don't really know yet. I can see that. Um, but yeah, so from a consumer standpoint, that's awesome. I will say this: from a business standpoint, that doesn't make any sense at all on Microsoft's uh, part. Um, part of the part of the reason you get the console is to get the the brand spanking new, fun, exciting games. But mm. it, if if they're just going to come out on Xbox One, also, you're kind of telling people. I mean, you can buy it if you want it. But you don't really need it, whereas right. whereas Sony's like, no, you need it. 
Yeah. You know you need it, you yeah. know? So, I don't know. That It's kind of weird to me just from a business standpoint. But as a gamer, that's exciting. Well, and here's the thing, too. And, and this is a... Um, you know, this is a generational thing, right? Um, uh, not generational in terms of like, oh, well, this is a millennial and this is whatever. Right. But like in terms of game generations continuously progressing, you always do get this kind of, um, you know, overlap um, where, you know, when PS4 launched, uh, you still had games that would be released onto the PS3 that were ps4 mm-hmm. um or, or you know same same would be said for xbox uh, as well with with their generations of games um you know where they will release that new game onto both the new console as well as the old console but that you know that sort of um that sort of uh what's the right word here that sort of tendency that sort of pattern fades as maybe the you know after maybe Two years in, you're no longer seeing games getting released on both consoles. You're seeing games being released only on that particular console. For sure. And, and you know, there's there, there's always been like, oh, the, the new Xbox One came out. You can only play Halo 5 on that. You can't right. play it on 360. But you can play Madden 16 or, or whatever. You know, like the, mm. the really big juggernaut games like Call of Duty, uh, you know... Uh, I just said Madden, uh, NBA, like those kind of games. They're they're going to be re- released on both platforms anyway, j- right. just because that's what they do. That's that's right. always how it how it has been. Um, but what Xbox is saying here is that there's at least for the the first little bit of Series X, there will not be Series X exclusives. Um, for two reasons. One, they'll be available on Xbox One at a later date, and two, they will also be available on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to my last bullet point. All Xbox exclusives will release on PC as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm That just I'm kinda, not surprised about. I'm just kind of thinking here, like, I feel like Microsoft's shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, because... Yes, you're 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 doing the these pro consumer things, and, and that's good PR, but that doesn't bring in the money I think necessarily. It, I th- like, I think, it, what, I think it can. I but what they're can. telling me right now is, I don't need to buy a Series X. You know, only to an extent, right? Again, uh, companies like Microsoft and Apple, you know, and and, and other places are 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 intelligent enough to where they will essentially. Um, not necessarily force people to migrate over, but at, after a certain point, uh, your current hardware is obsolete to what's now being, you know, the thing. Mm-hmm. There will be games that can only operate on a certain piece of hardware that, that they're going to put out. Mm-hmm. That game is not going to be compatible on the old hardware, um, and if it is, it's going to look like crap. Right. So there will be a turning point obviously for people to turn over and buy the new systems no matter who's the console runner whether it be xbox or uh sony i mean yes you're you're certainly right for sure and uh, i mean there there will be that turning point where it's like okay we can't really run the games that we want to make on an xbox one so we're gonna have to make it a series x exclusive there will be that turning point but well, they're going to drop little things here and there. But they're, like, they're artificially pushing that turning point way right. further ahead than 
than the the launch of the of the system. Like I I, I don't know. I, I would feel like you would want the launch of your system to be as big as possible. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I could understand that to a degree, um, only to the point in which I would say like. You know, they will launch games that are going to be exclusives and they will round up people to go to the next console, right? If you don't, like, there's plenty of people who are, who still have 360s, right? Yeah. And they play and they play their games and they like it. It's true. But, you know, I mean, the time will come where they go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's just about, you know, doing that. So I think maybe being flexible to PC gamers is not the worst idea because that's a whole other market that they can reach to too that's true it's just a different uh it's just a different business model than what Sony runs perhaps yeah I, I yeah I, I mean I think you're right uh per, perhaps I'm looking at it from too much of a you know like in the past standpoint of, of like what a, a console generation at its core means mm-hmm. uh and, and you know with, with them moving with uh, xbox games pass and discontinuing xbox live gold they're very clearly looking into the future 100 percent. and uh you know they these uh these companies i mean microsoft is a huge company they they employ uh you know, very, very smart people. And, and I don't think they would make these decisions if, if they knew that or, or thought that uh, it would hinder them in any way. It, it's just from me it, in my archaic standpoint of, of gaming. I don't think it's, it's archaic. Just, well, I, think, I, yeah. I mean, just not forward thinking uh, necessarily um, and, and kind of judging them based on the past. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know myself, I will be playing my Xbox games on PC. I know that. Well, there you go. Um, which is great from a consumer standpoint. See? They've well, already got you, Steven. Exactly. But <laughs> but we'll see how it goes for them uh, yeah. going forward. Yeah. All, all we can do at this point is just to keep an open mind and, and see what the future brings us. I, I will say uh, the, the showcase did exactly what it was meant to do. I'm excited. So, Is, is there anything else left to address, Steven? Oh man, uh, Sony's having a big sale right now. Uh, Steam and and uh, Microsoft are having big sales right now. They're they're all doing their their big summer sales. Um, so if there's uh, any games that you've been waiting to try out, I know a lot of Assassin's Creeds are on sale. Far Cry's are on sale. Um, lots and lots of great games that are on sale right now. Uh, Horizon uh, Complete Edition is fifteen dollars right now, which is nuts. Mm. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for for some new games, hop on your platform of choice and uh, see what they got. Alrighty then. Well, very cool, man. Well, I think this has been yet another successful episode of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. Yes, indeed. Oh, indeed. Yeah, so uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts and make sure to, uh, to keep that subscription to Headlock Talk Radio open. Uh, obviously, we do Headlock Talk on Mondays for pro wrestling. We do uh, the Tanner and Steven Variety Show on, excuse me, Wednesdays. Which news is and nonsense. News and nonsense, indeed. Mm-hmm. This this week we were talking about the uh, the Winchester Mystery House, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. We also talked about a crocodile getting married. L- lots of animal news. Mm-hmm. Yes, polygamous crocodiles, indeed. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, lots of fun stuff. Uh, so make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating review wherever you're listening to those shows. We are in the top 100 in Australia and climbing the charts in both the U.S. and in Europe very rapidly. Yes. So, you know, please, guys, you know, make sure to be kind. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep that momentum going. Let's keep that momentum mm-hmm. going. We want to be number one, right? Number numero one. uno. Numero uno, yes. No one remembers numero dos. <laughs> no. No. Never. <laughs> um... 
But uh, beyond that, uh, make sure to uh, go to naturallyhemps.com for all of your CBD needs. Uh, we've got code HLT10 uh, available for your purchasing. You get 10% off on all of your CBD purchases from naturallyhemps.com, whether that's... Um, uh, you know the uh, the tinctures, the gummies, uh, the, you know sublinguals. Uh, whether you got gel caps, whether you're looking for lotions, balms, anything under the sun, you've got all of that there at naturallyhemp's.com. Use promo code again HLT10 at checkout for all of your CBD needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also use promo code HLT10 at its sister website naturallypuresanitizer.com, made especially for us in these COVID times. Yes, for your hand sanitizer needs. That way, you can stay safe, stay, stay secure. Use hand sanitizer from naturallypure.com and use promo code HLT10 for 10% off on your purchases. Yes. I've seen people buy gallons of the stuff. Oh, yeah. So yep. so definitely use that code to get uh, your fair share and family supply of uh, hand sanitizer. For sure. Um, if you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, uh, AmericanVaporCompany.com ha- uh, has your hookup uh, for flavors from uh, all the way from fruit flavors, menthol flavors, tobacco flavors, and more. Uh, you can use promo code HLT10 at AmericanVaporCompany.com uh, for all of your e-liquid purchases and get 10% off there, too. Yes. And the code does not expire, y'all, so uh, mm. use it to your heart's content on any of these websites. Yes, use mm-hmm. it as much as you'd like. We, we definitely encourage it. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, hit us up at Headlock Talk on Twitter, at Headlock Talk. You'll see the nice Headlock Talk radio banner there. You can follow us. I'll follow you back. It'll be like uh, we're playing some kind of weird game of tag. <laughs> I'll send you a message message and well thank you for subscribing digital tag yeah fun times <laughs> um so you can definitely do that uh if you are a sponsor and in need of promotion headlock talk is here available to you you can hit us up at headlock talk gmail.com against headlock talk at gmail.com yes indeed fun times right, i think that's the spiel steven i think i think you got it yeah all right good stuff i'm getting better at it every week I feel. yes all right, well, good times, great memories. Uh, I'm, of course, the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across me here, the Rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Y'all have yourselves a great rest of the day. Later. Bye-bye. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. If you're a night owl looking for a great job, Walmart is hiring overnight shift workers. Pay starts at $14.50 to $15.50 per hour, and you'll earn great benefits, including 6% 401k match, $1 a day college, time off when you need it, and discounts and savings. Other opportunities are also available with varying pay rates for daytime shifts. Text 240 to 240 to apply with Walmart today. Again, all you have to do is text 240 to the number 240 to apply.